Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to what is going to be my second uh, kind of special episode of the podcast. So a while ago I did a special episode on my journey with exclusively pumping and if you haven't had a listen to that then that is available in the episode list and it is basically all about how I exclusively pumped Uh, breast milk for my first daughter for 12 months and I include some tips and um, how I did it and why I did it and things like that. This episode is kind of following along a similar track where I am going to be talking to you about my breastfeeding journey with my second daughter. We ended up breastfeeding for two years and just over three months. So yeah, two years, three months. And I wanted to do an episode on it just to talk a bit about why and how we got on at the start of our breastfeeding journey considering my first daughter she didn't latch and if you listen to that episode all about uh, my pumping experience I kind of go into a bit more detail about why we didn't end up actually breastfeeding and I ended up pumping instead. So with my second daughter I really wanted to attempt to breastfeed again and this time she did latch and I will talk a bit about that um, in just a moment. But we ended up kind of going on this extended breastfeeding journey, which I had never planned to. And I also want to talk a bit about how we ended up stopping and how that has been, because it's actually only been a few weeks since we stopped. So it's actually still quite fresh in my mind and we've only just done it. So I'm going to talk a bit about that. Firstly, I just want to say that I am in no way against formula feeding. I am a formula fed baby and I have absolutely no opinion on any way any baby is fed. I wanted to personally try to breastfeed both of my children and that's kind of what led me down that pumping route in the first place and again I explain a lot more about it in the actual episode and why I was so adamant that I wanted to pump my breast milk and not give her formula and it wasn't anything to do with formula it's just the type of person I am and I can't really admit defeat very well so second time round, I really wanted to try to establish breastfeeding and I kind of knew though in the back of my mind that I could probably do the pumping again for another 12 months if I had to if she didn't latch but it would probably be a bit trickier considering I also then had a toddler in tow so it's actually much easier with just a baby to think about Um, but obviously when you've got a toddler running around and you're trying to take kind of 20 minutes out of your day you know four times a day to pump it's a whole new ball game so I was quite adamant that I wanted to actually establish breastfeeding Um, but in no way am I um, at all against formula feeding Um, as I said I was a formula fed baby and I absolutely would have done that had um, kind of my breastfeeding and expressing not worked out how I wanted it to. So my daughter Emily was born back in 2018 and she latched pretty much straight away as soon as she was born which is a different uh, story to my daughter Elle who was born two years before that but Amelie latched pretty much straight away as soon as she was born we did skin to skin she was put on my chest and she latched. Now anybody who has breastfed those first few weeks are really hard and there's no real way to sugarcoat it they are very very hard and not only are you experiencing, you know, a whole new kind of wave of hormones that are going through your body because you've just had a baby, you know, you're very emotional, you're very hormonal, 
there's things called baby blues you know obviously some people this develops further and they suffer with postpartum depression so there's kind of a whole mix of things going on um in this time period and then added onto that the kind of stress and the difficulty in establishing breastfeeding it can be quite a hard time so for anybody who hasn't had a baby yet um, and who is wanting to breastfeed and looking to breastfeed then just as a kind of pre-warner it is just quite a difficult time and obviously it's a very special time as well and it's lovely you've got a newborn baby and you're having lots of lovely baby cuddles but I don't want to kind of downplay actually how hard it can be to establish that breastfeeding connection because it can be quite painful and you're obviously both learning at the same time because I hadn't breastfed ill I was a newbie I was new to breastfeeding in terms of latching and things like that so for me it was kind of like starting from the beginning with a first baby in that I didn't really know what I was doing and it was hit and miss really with both of us I've said this before, but so luckily for me, my mother-in-law is, um, or she was a midwife. So she obviously has a lot of experience in birth, which is fantastic. But also she was very much an advocate for breastfeeding. And so she also has a lot of experience with helping women to breastfeed and to establish that kind of first latch and continuing that as well so I was actually very very fortunate that she has that experience and that knowledge and also that she lives literally around the corner from us so she at first was kind of just coming around whenever Emily needed a feed she'd say you know give me a text when she next needs a feed and I'll come around and I'll help you so obviously that's really invaluable and I'm very lucky that I had that help and I completely understand that the majority of women don't have that level of support so I was very lucky about that but some of the things that she told me and taught me is what I want to uh, kind of tell you so that you know so the first thing I would do is even before you've had your baby if you want to breastfeed is to go onto YouTube and have a look at different videos that show you how baby should latch I think we kind of where we've seen breastfeeding perhaps in films or TV shows and things like that, we kind of just think the baby just latches onto your nipple, no problem, and and feeds away. But it actually isn't that simple. They need to have a certain tilt to their head and they need to be taking the nipple at a certain angle to be able to latch properly. And if they are just kind of sucking on your nipple, like you, I guess, would assume they do, that's where it can get painful and that's where your nipple starts to hurt and also the baby probably will get a bit annoyed because they're not getting all of the milk that they need. So my advice would be to go and have a look at that latch so that you can get used to it and you can know what to expect. The other thing I would say is have some nipple cream handy and use it. It's obviously perfectly safe for you to put that on and for the baby to consume that as well. It's completely safe for them. So use that because that does really, really help. Also, another thing is if you're getting sore from feeding in those first couple of weeks is to try lots of different feeding positions. So obviously, if they're feeding from the same position every time, they're 
latching in the exact same place and it's going to get a bit sore because they're causing that kind of friction on your nipple. So that's where it gets a bit sore at first. So try different types of breastfeeding positions. So you've obviously got the one where they lay across you, the kind of most familiar one that you see. You've also got a football hold where you kind of hold them around the side of you like a football. You can lay down and feed them, which also helps. So try a few different positions And if it's starting to hurt in one particular position, then just switch it up and try a different one. Also, try to remember which side you fed from. So if you've obviously your last feed was from your right breast, then try to remember the next feed from your left breast. There's different apps that you can use that time the feeds and you can write what side they fed on. And so the next time they need a feed, you can remind yourself Or I've heard of people putting hairbands around their wrists. So they put a hairband on their right wrist because that is the breast they last fed from. And then when they then feed from the left breast, they move over onto their left wrist so that it reminds them that that's the side they fed from. So that's quite a good tip. But try to remember so that you are equaling your milk from both sides and so that one side isn't getting more sore than the other side. Another piece of advice for those kind of beginning stages of breastfeeding and also just throughout your whole breastfeeding journey is to drink loads of water and I think the recommended allowance anyway for somebody who's not breastfeeding is two liters a day and when breastfeeding you need to drink three liters of water a day because a lot of your breast milk is water so you need to really really stay hydrated and that's also for your benefit as well because your body is going to take away your resources to make your milk so you're going to just end up feeling depleted and not great if you're not making sure that you're adequately fueled in terms of hydration and food as well which brings me on to food so it's actually a bit of a misconception that you can eat like tons more calories a day if breastfeeding in actual fact I believe it's around 500 extra calories a day that you should be eating to fuel your breast milk and yourself as well so although that is kind of a lot it's not a huge amount but make sure you are eating a bit more because that again will help to establish your milk supply and it will help your body keep making your milk if you are low on milk or if you are worried about your milk supply which is something that has happened to me both times although I actually have a real oversupply of milk so I don't know what I was quite thinking but I think I was just in that initial kind of early stages of a newborn trying to feed emotional and I was thinking that my milk supply wasn't quite enough but I actually have an annoyingly large amount of milk it's great but it also was quite annoying there are a few things you can do if you're a bit worried about your milk supply so the first one is to just make sure you are drinking lots and lots of water so just keep on top of that and and make sure every time you sit down to feed you have got water near you so that you can just chug it while you're feeding The second one, again, is to make sure you're eating enough so that there is enough nutrients in you to uh, make your milk. The third one is to feed regularly. Breast milk works on supply and demand. So the more your baby is feeding, the more your body will produce because it needs to. So just make sure you are obviously being really, really regular with your feeding, which will come from your baby anyway. Some other things you can do is oats are really good for helping to increase your milk supply. So there are lactation cookie recipes online that you can find uh, where you basically just make cookies and have to eat them. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world and they actually really do help your milk supply. 
Also, there's a really great tea, which is called Mother's Milk Tea. And again, it's just a tea that you can drink and that can help increase your milk supply as well. And there's also a herb that you can take in like tablet form, which is called fenugreek. And I actually took this both times and it did really, really work. And it's just a tablet that you take. Um, I can't quite remember the frequency. And that really does help to bring up your milk supply. As with anything though, please do just research it first and check that what you are buying is legit. And please just do your own research about it. But just giving you kind of a few ideas that you can look into, I would definitely suggest those things. So we kind of, for that first couple, three weeks of Amelie being born, we did struggle a little bit with our breastfeeding. And as I said, my mother-in-law was coming around and helping me with my latch. So, you know, there's the latch, which is one thing to try and get right. Um, but also it it does hurt a little bit at first and I can't really sugarcoat that. But really importantly, if it feels painful throughout your whole entire feed, then the advice is to unlatch your baby and to relatch them because it shouldn't feel painful for the entire feed. It should only really feel painful for the initial kind of few seconds when they latch and then it should feel no pain. So if you are getting pain throughout the entire feed, then unlatch them and latch them again because that will not help your healing of your nipple to keep going through that pain. The pain I'm talking about doesn't last throughout your whole entire breastfeeding journey. It literally is a couple of weeks and then it just goes away and breastfeeding becomes the easiest thing you will do it's really hard to imagine that at first and it's really hard to kind of believe that when you're in those first couple of weeks and it's 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 a struggle and it's hard but it really does get easier so I had first intended to breastfeed Amelie for 12 months. My previous daughter Elle, I expressed for her for 12 months. So that was kind of my aim was to do 12 months and then to stop. But we actually ended up going on for another 15 months after she reached a year. And it was completely unintentional, to be honest. Things just got a bit busy and it was so easy that it kind of just seemed easier to carry on than to stop. We then experienced COVID and lockdown and so she where she before that was going and spending time with her grandparents during the days and things like that she was then at home all the time with me which made it really really difficult to stop breastfeeding because when you're in the room they it's a comfort and they just want to feed so Anytime I would sort of sit down, she would come straight over to me and want milk. So I actually found myself not sitting down that much during that period because I was just trying to avoid having to feed her all the time. So that's kind of the reason it went on for a lot longer than I sort of planned it to. And then she got to an age where she was a bit older and she understood and I sort of, it was quite difficult trying to stop it. And I did actually try to stop her from feeding when she was perhaps around 20 months maybe and it didn't really go that well and I think that was actually down to me I don't think I was quite ready to stop feeding her so I carried on for a bit longer and then when it got to the beginning of this year I just said enough is enough she doesn't need it anymore she is over two you know she's at preschool she doesn't need to be breastfed anymore and she wasn't having it that much maybe in the morning and before bed you know, a couple of times a day, it wasn't that much, but um, it just didn't really need to happen anymore. And I kind of wanted my body back. I wanted to feel like me again and have my hormones sort of even out and go back to normal after however many years of pregnancy and expressing and then another pregnancy and then breastfeeding. So 
that was why we stopped. So how did we stop? I had Googled it quite a bit and looked at different forums where people were talking about ideas of how they stopped. And actually, one that I read, a lady said that she just put a plaster over her nipples and said that she had a boo-boo to her child. So I thought, well, do you know what? Emily's quite empathetic. She um, she might feel sorry for me if I tell her I've got a boo-boo. So I did that. I got some plasters. She asked for milk and I said, oh, I can't. I've, I've got a boo-boo. I've hurt myself. And so she was very concerned and, oh, no. Oh, no, poor you. And that was it. Ran off, like wasn't bothered about the milk. So that's kind of what we did uh, for that first day. My husband, luckily, is uh, working from home still after uh, covid and all the offices kind of shut so he's around during the day which is great and was able to put her down for her nap and also he did her bedtime for the first sort of few nights we always do bedtime together anyway but I actually went out because I thought you know what I'll go for a drive I make myself scarce so that I'm not around at all Um, I didn't want to be kind of loitering upstairs and for her to see me and want milk so I just actually went out and he said she went down no problem didn't ask for it so you know over the process of a few days we did that he put her down for her naps he put her down to bed I just said oh no I've still got my boo-boo and that's simply how we stopped it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be she adapted really well she asked she would ask a few times in that first kind of week she'd say have you got any milk and I'd just say oh no I don't have any milk anymore and she'd go oh okay and she would happily drink milk out of a cup and yeah it was a lot easier than I thought it would be so there's an idea for you if you are uh, wondering how to stop eventually then um, the plaster idea was actually very good she's also older so you know a a one-year-old might not understand that quite as much but obviously where she's over two she actually really understood it and she has some form of empathy now so she empathized with me and would ask if I was okay and she'd give me a cuddle to make me feel better because obviously I said I had a boo-boo so she kind of showed that understanding which was nice and made it a little bit easier as well in all I would definitely say I am really proud of the fact we breastfed for so long it was definitely not intentional but she is most probably our last baby So I think that's one of the reasons I kind of clung on to it for so long is that I don't think I will breastfeed again. So it felt very special and it does create a really special bond where when she then stopped, I felt like, oh no, like we've lost that bond, but we haven't at all. And actually now she just comes and sits on my lap and gives me a cuddle rather than then wanting milk, which is great. So my advice with stopping is it's definitely an emotional thing and you need to wait until both of you are ready to stop I knew she was but it was more kind of me I suppose in that I knew I probably wouldn't have any more children and breastfeed again so it felt like quite a um, a kind of big thing for me personally so I needed to wait until I felt mentally ready Um, And as I said, I tried it before and it didn't work. And that was because of me. So definitely make sure you are ready. I think some of the advice is to kind of gradually stop because I think that's a bit easier on everybody. And also it's much easier on your hormone levels. But I actually just went cold turkey and stopped completely. And I found that a bit easier for me and for her just purely because of her age and things like that. So for me, I had this kind of initial boost of hormones when I stopped because obviously your hormones all need to settle back down and go back to normal 
And when you are breastfeeding, you produce oxytocin, which is the hormone that makes you feel really great and really happy. So when you stop breastfeeding, that oxytocin kind of goes away. So that's why you can feel quite emotional and quite down when you stop. And I did definitely feel a bit like that. And I suffered a bit with a headache uh, for a couple of days and I was just very angry. And my husband was sort of like, what? what is wrong with you? Why are you so mad? Um, And then when I explained, he understood it a bit more. Um, But now I have, you know, it's three weeks and I feel um, back to normal. I have to say, I feel, I feel really good. So, and obviously it'd be different for everybody, but personally for me, I feel back to normal and I'm really, really pleased at our breastfeeding journey and how we had kind of eventually stopped and very pleased with it and happy to have my body back. So hopefully that has been helpful for people. Obviously, I'm not a breastfeeding expert by any means. Um, You know, my only experience is with both of my daughters in um, producing breast milk and expressing and then feeding. But we did feed for quite a long time. So I feel like I have quite a good amount of experience in breastfeeding. So that's my experience. And obviously, everybody's experience will be different. But hopefully that's helpful for people and it might help you if you're thinking about breastfeeding and kind of how to start off that breastfeeding journey and then also if you are breastfeeding but looking to stop hopefully there's kind of a tip in there for you to be able to help you to uh, stop breastfeeding as well when you are ready so thank you so much for listening to this special episode um, I will be back in two weeks time with another episode of the podcast which will be back to hypnobirthing related this is a bit of a diversion away from um, the usual hypnobirthing topics but obviously still related in that it's about birth so I will speak to you next time goodbye <laughs>